Hi, James here. Welcome to the podcast. I got a real special one for you today. It's a PowerWorks podcast light. I know. We've gone through and we've curated the podcast. We've pulled out three really fun pieces. Pieces that are going to help you get through your day. <laughs> you know when you're sitting in the line and you're going, when is this thing ever going to move? You know when you're sitting in a meeting and you're wondering, how much longer are they going to talk? That's when you need a podcast light. Well, what's Glenn got in store for us today? We're going to talk about why you need to inspect your car. Not just fix it, but inspect it. We're going to talk about the air we breathe, and we're going to talk about driving in the summer. Yeah, it's all coming up right now. Glenn Power, myself, it's PowerWorks Light. Here we go. How you doing? Yeah. Good, tired, yeah. sweaty, starting to smell. Summer's getting, on the way. It's getting warm out there, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Even the even the weather report on the local radio this morning said, "Yeah, low forties today." It's like yeah. it's April. I still have no windows in that Jeep. You're a brave man. I'm continuing to go, but my neighbor, I, I he's the guy who always I always wondered how he keeps the cats out of his car. There's quite a few cats around my neighborhood, and I cover mine at home. I didn't bring the cover with me here. I hope there's no cats. But anyway, he, he's now got the hard top back on his Jeep. And I thought, wimp. <laughs> wimp, wimp. Yeah. That's all I could yeah. say. This, like, this sweat patch shows I am not a wimp. That's it. Exactly. It. Got to take the old seats in to get shampooed, or better yet, I'm yeah. just going to get the plastic coating put on them. Oh, so. <laughs> you can wash them down easier. Nice. That's what we like. Yeah. Nice. That's lovely. <laughs> nice vision there. You know, when I know that it's getting too warm to be driving without the windows, when I go through a liter and a half of water on any trip that I'm doing in the city. Yeah, you're doing your daily intake on one trip. Yeah, as soon as that starts happening, it's like, and usually it's that feeling of a hairdryer blowing into the car. Yeah. Everyone knows when you've had the hairdryer and you're burning your scalp trying to get, yeah. you know, maybe not you, maybe not me, but... As soon as that, that situation happens when I'm driving, that's when... you got a problem. Yeah, But the upside is, because of COVID right now, everyone's wearing masks. And it's great to have a mask on when you've got no windows in the Jeep because you get no dust, no road debris Me, flies DJ. into you. Which ones are the ones that pull the mask away oh, to sneeze? I, I just sneeze right into the mask. And this that's is the great. best thing in the world. I just put my, I put my arm right. up against it so that it doesn't blow away. Yeah. And you sneeze into the mask. I usually double bag it and put my yeah. shirt over my but face. You just just keep it on there and you just keep yeah. it. It's perfect. The no, other I take my shirt off at the end of the day, it waxes my <laughs> chest. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. It's brilliant. Uh, but, but yeah, I see people pull them down to sneeze. It's like, dude, what are you doing? It's like, really? Now yeah. I've got to sanitize <laughs> the whole area you've been in. <laughs> no. it's like, that's the whole point of wearing yeah. the mask. Great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, but it, it, but I that, think they're benefiting, benefit, certainly in some way. Yeah, I mean, I've got an uncle that used to do a lot of um, circuit boards and electric circuit boards sure. and, microchips oh, stuff. and did a lot of um, pl fine, very fine yeah, soldering, yeah. but you've obviously got your face right in. Yeah, you don't want the humidity and, in there. And, uh, he's got COPD and, you know, he's from that, yeah. from the plastic fumes and from the circuit boards sure. and stuff like Breathing that. Breathing in all the solder yeah, and the and flux. He was doing that in the... Eighties, imagine. Nobody doesn't, and you know. Everyone even. It's only just been figured out by then that lung cancer and heart disease were from smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So you know they were, you know, that was recent. Yeah. That was in the seventies or eighties, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I would have thought. So yeah. you know, there's the, there's the whole pictures of my dad working down the mine, oh. head to toe, completely. Was he in coal? Black. Was a coal miner? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And he was on the, so he was. 
manual cut and then when the machines came in yeah. he was the machine driver so oh, he was at the front man. face cutting it he was absolutely head to toe and he did you know that coal, coal miners long and that was unfortunately in them days yeah accepted that that's just a man's job yeah well men can't be seen wearing gloves and masks <laughs> i mean i can tell you now there's a there's a there's a guaranteed if i go back to the workshop now and tell every, every when when i was an apprentice the word that was banded around like it meant nothing in the end because it was said so often which is why i think it doesn't have the right effect was carcinogen right they just said carcinogen to you all the time so you'd be working on some literally like i'm talking you're working on the car and if you don't have gloves on or a mask or goggles or any of your ppe is not right they just the the, the tutor would come past and say carcinogenic yeah you're looking over at that that oil, that grease. Your yeah. hands are covered in it. It's a carcinogen. Mm-hmm. It's proven it's carcinogen. Wear your gloves. But there's a there's a sort of macho resistance to it. Yeah. Now, obviously, sometimes, and, and it's more so, like when I was back in the dealer, I'd always wear gloves for everything. And, and there was two reasons for it. Protect my skin, but also the fact that once I finished my job, I needed to write it up. Or I'd need to go on the computer in between and, and, and if I was doing something direct with the factory or with the head office, if it was a technical um, issue that we'd not resolved and that, or we were giving feedback on a new model, there'd be I'd be doing something and I'd have to document it. Right. And then they'd go through it and say, okay, what have you got results? I'd have to document it. So to be constantly back and forth washing hands is just not practical. So there was that side of it to save time. Here, I've got to be a bit more reactive so it's a matter of I'm stood around thinking everything's great. My phone's gone. I answer the phone. Something's on fire over there. I need to go and put the fire out, figuratively speaking. Or yeah, yeah. There's a bolt that needs a thread tapping or, you know, the holes pull the threads out or a lift stopped working or somebody's fallen down or someone's dropped it. And, and all of a sudden you've got to, you can't, well, hang on, I'm going to put my gloves on. There's that aspect to the fact that yeah. you're reactive. But it's so, so important. People don't realise that, you know, you only get one chance. Yeah. One of one of my friends here, he's a he's a used to be in the special forces in the British Army, and he spent eighteen months in. He's from a sunny part of the UK, and he'd served all over the world. But he spent eighteen months in the Middle East on various tours. Mm. Got skin cancer from it. Mm. Now he's head to toe in protective. He's, a, yeah, he's yeah. got literally a little slither around his neck, and some on his hands that are clear around his wrists. And that's where he got it. And he ended up with skin cancer in 18 Jeez. months. Yeah. Now he, it's, fortunately, it's 21st century and it's caught early enough. He's not really a death sentence anymore and he got yeah. rid of it and he was fine. But you don't always know you've got it. Yeah. And, and that's the same way we're, we're dealing with breathing toxins in and, and, and we're literally stood over them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's we do thing. it all the time. We're tuning carburetors in there on classics and we're around the back of the car and we're like, yeah. That's a bit rich. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. This is a scary thing, right? Because it, it, at least at home, when it's cold or cooler or it's really humid and you're standing by the exhaust of a car, you see the exhaust yeah, coming yeah. out. So you get a sense, like, that's a cloud of uh, not so good stuff. Yeah. But in this kind of weather, you don't see it. It's clear. It yeah. comes out and you're taking it. Oh, yeah, it's a little rich. It's, yeah, you're getting the richness of the unburnt fuel, but you're yeah. also getting everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when when I when I first came over here, I remembered obviously thinking, well, if everything's a V eight 
and it's an American V8, so there's like 47 horsepower from nine litres. <laughs> there must just be smog everywhere. Yeah. Like, and I remember speaking to, to Frank, who was the GM of AAA at the time, saying, why is there no smog? Like, it must be... Yeah. He didn't really have an answer to it, you know. But he said, sometimes, if you look over the... Over the, especially the, at the time the 611 was just a bypass road right. and it wasn't yeah. really complete sometimes you look over there when the trucks are in the queues and you'll see the black haze of them yeah. and how many times do you get behind a bus or a truck oh. and you'll see them downshift and just flood everything with black smoke see that's the that's the issue when I'm driving around in the Wrangler yeah. there's two issues one you get that you just get this cloud of black smoke coming out at you and you're just kind of going oh no yeah. the second one is when those air brake things go off and yeah. they're right beside you, and you've got the air brake tank releasing yeah. that. When I, they're sat at the side of the road on the dust as well, and they just blow it oh, everywhere. It's, yeah, the guy's revving up, and I'm driving by, and it's just a cloud of dust. And it's like, thank you. Mind you saying that, Porsche 911s and the Caymans and the Boxsters, they're bad for that because the fans are at the front. Right. The engine at the back is blowing <laughs> on the radiators. Yeah. And they're just on, if they're driving over the dust, we get it all the time. You drive them in, and there's, a, there's the sand to go into our warehouse and just blow sand everywhere. <laughs> And now the fans are on all the time because yeah, your AC's that's it. on. That's it. And it's hot. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is PowerPoints with Glenn Power. So this is going to be short and sweet, but I think it's quite important. And it's just basically why we service and maintain a car. Most people know that we kind of have to, but not many people understand not only why we do it, but also what can happen if we don't until it's too late. So we've seen a lot of cars recently with huge, huge repairs that have just come from neglect, uh, either by not servicing the car properly or the people that are servicing the car not going deep enough in doing a service. They're just changing the oil and filter and kicking it out the door. It's passing the inspection every year for the roadworthiness, but that's not an internal inspection of components. That's a visual safety check, which is at the time of test. And if that's once yeah. every 12 months, anything can and does happen. So there's just some figures that I'm just going to read out without explanation, and then we'll go over it at the end. But a regular oil change with an inspection of the car that we would do averages out about 600 dirhams. An engine repair an overhaul from oil starvation or the wrong oil averages out at 10,000 dirhams. Transmission oil change averages out 1,000 dirhams. Now, there are some on there that are a lot less than that, and there are some on there that are more than double that, but averages out 1,000 dirhams. A transmission repair averages out at 11,000 dirhams. Brake fluid change averages out about 300 dirhams. An ABS hydraulic unit averages out at 5,000 dirhams plus, in some cases, a trip to the dealer for coding and basic setting because we don't have the equipment for that on the newer models. A set of brake calipers can average out at 1,000 dirhams each, and there are four on most vehicles now. A set of suspension bushes on a front suspension average out at 1,000 dirhams on say, across the range of cars we see. And again, that can be a lot more than that. Tires, brakes, wheel bearings, suspension arms, etc. It averages out on a typical car that we see for all those components, 5,900 dirhams. So we see there that if you change the oil on a car regularly for the engine, 
600 dirhams with an inspection that checks the rest of the vehicle, which is quite critical. And now I know obviously you change the oil regularly as an oil change, but then you'll have your periodic service, which is perfectly fine. But we obviously just do them with the duty of care that we have. We do an oil change with the service at the same time. 600 dirhams there. Do that once every six months or 10,000 kilometers. Most people might do that two, sometimes three times a year. An engine repair typically is 10,000 dirhams and it, and, and it can be upwards of that. Mm. Now, you've got to do almost 20 of those oil changes before you get to the cost of repairing the engine. Not many people here have their car for 20 services. If you're only doing 15,000, 20,000 a year, that's 10 years of ownership of the car. And yeah. and if you neglect that for two or three goes, especially these days with alloy engines, they're not cast iron blocks and heads anymore. You can miss two services and end up with a major engine repair. And for the sake of 1,200 dirhams, you've ended up with a bill of 10,000 plus who knows what else. If If you've got a... If you've got a turbo on your vehicle, the turbo is often the first thing to fail because that's spinning so much faster than the engine. Then the next thing will be the engine, but a turbo can be five, 6,000. And that sometimes will only take missing one service. And it's so, so critical that people realise that the benefit of maintaining the vehicle is not just so that I can go and give my staff a pay rise or I can have a holiday this year for the first time in however long, but that's another PowerPoint. Um, it's so that we prevent damage, it's preventative maintenance, it's not just for the sake of it. Manufacturers can make certain components without them failing. You look at boats, look how reliable boats are, look how reliable boat engines are. You can't be stranded in the Northwest Passage looking for a, a mechanic to fix an engine, but they still need maintenance and it's preventative maintenance and it's working out, well, hang on, do I need my car? Because if I do, I need to keep on top of it and maintain it. And things like brake fluid that look like they're trying to be sold on two years, an upsell exercise. Brakes are so, so important. And the components that the brake fluid goes through are so, so expensive that it's just not worth the risk. And often these parts, not only are they expensive, they're special order. They require dealership attention for programming. And again... In the UK, we'd recommend doing the brake fluid every two years, but here we recommend doing it every 12 months just because of the humidity and the fact that there are so many speed bumps, there are so many gated community where you drop dropping the speed for speed bumps, accelerating, braking, and everybody's got an automatic, so the brakes are getting a lot more use. There's no engine braking with an automatic unless you're manually shifting, which isn't what anybody's doing here. So... Just thinking about why we maintain a vehicle, making sure we get in front of it and on top of it. And any time that a warning light comes on, just get it attended to. Well, there you go. That was PowerWorks Light with Glenn Power at That Car Guy. Myself, James Pikeway at the James Cast. You want to get in touch? Share your thoughts? You got something you want to contribute? You want to, you want to be on the podcast? We can arrange that. Drop me a line, james at thejamescast.com. Love to chat. Love to hear what you're thinking. Of course, hit us up on the socials. And you know what? Thanks for taking the time and being here with us. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great afternoon. I don't know when you're listening, but I know you are. 
Thanks a lot for taking the time. We'll talk to you again real soon. So long for now.